Hey, Rope Droppers, we want to thank our amazing sponsor, the Rope Drop Queen herself, Michelle McKnight. She's an independent travel agent affiliated with MEI Travel and Mouse Fan Travel. We have used her on a number of vacations and can't speak highly enough of her services. If you are thinking about a Disney vacation, she's the one to talk to. Her services are completely free. Disney pays her after you travel. And she has a wealth of knowledge that has saved us a lot of time and money. So check her out on Facebook at Rope Drop Queen or email her at michelle.mcknight at mei-travel.com. Now, on to the show. Helping you navigate the Disney parks. With the hope that it will be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. You're listening to Rope Drop Radio. Welcome to another Rope Drop Radio. Derek and Doug talking all things Disney and Doug. We welcome back onto the show from BackToTheMouse.com, Mr. Joseph Kaplan to talk about his recent Disney adventure. Joe, welcome back to Rope Drop Radio. Hey, it's great to talk to you guys again. It's good to have you back, Joe. Today we're talking about your spring break trip that was land and sea. So you got to enjoy all the amenities on a cruise ship and all the perks of being at Walt Disney World and staying on property. Joe, how do you even do all that? Well, for the the cruise portion of it, I actually ended up talking to Michelle, I think it was October of 2016 when they first released the spring itineraries. Um, she'd sent us a list of all the new itineraries that were coming out. Uh, we looked at them. Um, debated which ones were uh, going where we wanted to go and which ones we could, you know, kind of fit into this trip. And we had never, that one was a pretty uh, easy one to do. We knew we were going to be on the magic for Christmas. So we decided we'd just go right back on it. It uh, had a great start date that lined up with our school calendar. Ah, the school calendar dictating everything. It it does. It does. This one left, uh, actually we had to pull the girls out of school for one day. It left on a Friday before our, our spring break started. Um, but we figured we could fly down there the night before, get on the cruise, get off the cruise, and still have time to go to the parks because we'd have our and, annual passes. And where is there? We con- we actually contemplated flying into different places. Uh, there was there was um, Miami, which is where the cruise was leaving out of. It was a five day Bahamian cruise. Um, or we were going to fly out, uh, fly into Orlando because we knew we were going to return from Orlando. And we looked at um, flying into Miami and then renting a car after the cruise. But we eventually just settled on flying into Orlando and getting a rental car and driving down to Miami. Easy drive for you that time? Not too exciting? Well, we ended up, um, we ended up uh, getting our flights. And our flights didn't land until 9 p.m. And we thought about getting our hotel room the night before the cruise. Uh, in Miami, but no one really wanted to drive four hours uh, in no, the middle of the night to get to Miami. Down. So we got a hotel room about halfway down in Stewart, Florida. Uh, it's Ooh, about two everybody's hours. Actually, destination. let me give a shout out. Two of our listeners live in Stewart, Florida. Ashley and Miles Simmons, thank you for listening to the show. Well, I got to visit your beautiful town and stay on a Holiday Inn Express. Uh, so we ended up staying there, which wasn't bad. That was about two hours down there. We got there. We basically just went to sleep and... Um, I know, Doug, you'll appreciate this. We got up the next morning, and before the cruise, we rope dropped the total wine and beverage in Melbourne, um, Florida, to get some adult beverages for the cruise. Set. Good rope drop strategy. <laughs> we, we were there when they opened. Is that more because you had to get to Miami more so than beating the crowds to the total wine? It was it was a it was an hour from Stewart, and it uh, timed out perfectly so we okay. could get to the ship on time. Okay. So. 
following the stop at uh, at Total Wine, we headed on down to Miami, and we didn't actually end up getting there in time to rope drop the ship. Uh, we parked in the garage, walked across the streets, walked through security, checked in, and they handed us our boarding card, which was boarding group two or three, and they were on boarding group 11, so we just walked right on the ship. There you go. That's, That's nice. the perks yeah. of being, aren't you a gold member? Oh, he or you platinum. We that that was the cruise that was our tenth cruise so we're now platinum but we were gold yes. And perks That's perks exciting. of going on a lot of cruises now. Now they'll wine and dine you all the way into the cruise ship. You don't even got to worry about waiting in line anymore. Uh, yeah no I they we just um we just checked in for our next cruise and they told us we didn't have to select a port arrival time we could we could go on the ship whenever boarding was was ready. Ooh. That's awesome. That sounds like the best perk ever, not getting that port arrival time. I was going to say, all you got to do is, is is hand them a lot of money for a lot of cruises, then you can just walk right on whenever you want. And there you That's go. Right. Doug, you're, you're almost there, too. You got, what, two more left? Oh, three. Three. We got three more. Well, I got so, plenty to go on to catch up. Yes. My next cruise is actually on the Magic in February, and I'm really excited to ride on it because it just went through a really extensive dry dock where it got uh, a lot of refurbishments and Joe, you being on the magic before and now back again after it. Uh, what do you think of all the new refurbishments that have taken place on board? I think they did a really great job with them. Um, there were a couple of major ones that, that we definitely noticed. Uh, obviously the uh, Rapunzel's Royal table. Um, I can never pronounce what the restaurant was called. Was it Karokas? Karokas. Karokas wasn't, wasn't bad. It reminded me of the old uh, parrot uh, K K K key. on key. On, key? Sorry. Key. Is it on a the key? Yeah. It's just on like the wonder, it's key. a my goodness. It's a it's a themed restaurant with non themed food to it. Um, but now it's 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 definitely uh, it definitely upped its game. We you go in. Uh, we didn't actually have it until the third night of the cruise, so I guess we were the last people to get to see it. But you go in. They have a band that's playing, uh, and it's. Uh, it's a kind of sort of a band that you see at a Renaissance fair, I guess, but they're, they're, they're playing acoustic instruments. One's got a flute or something similar. One's mm. got a mandolin. I, and I, I don't, don't spend a lot of time at Renaissance fairs, but when I do, no, I don't, I, I, I don't. Anyway, uh, back to your band description. So they're, they're playing, uh, there's, um, I believe there's three thugs who are really the MCs of the entire event and, and they kind of kick it all off and, um, there's some songs, shenanigans, uh, Rapunzel comes in, there's more songs. Uh, she goes around to meet everyone. There's another song or two. Flynn shows up, more songs. And, uh, I think he eventually joins on the meet and greet. Um, do you actually get pictures with the characters at each table? They will, they will stop for pictures, but they won't sign anything is my understanding. We didn't attempt okay. to have them sign anything, but that was my understanding. They got to get okay. through all those people and then get on to the next group as well. It's a, it's a, yeah, it's a pretty large dining room and, and she's moving pretty quick when she's doing the meet and greet with each table. Besides the new restaurant, what were some of the other new experience that are going on on the magic? Um, let's see. Some of the things we noticed were, um, they updated the vibe. It looks like they pretty much, uh, gutted the, uh, the facade that was inside the vibe, uh, and changed it over to this urban loft theme. Uh, my teenage daughter that that goes into the vibe really liked it. She said it, she liked the new look of it. It pretty much ran the same as it did before. She said none of that changed, but um, 
They, they changed the interior on the vibe. They changed one of the areas in the Oceaneers Club. The uh, I forgot what it was, whether it was a uh, Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. They changed oh. it over to a Disney Junior area. Yeah, they made it more generalized so that it didn't seem so odd to have Sophia show up in the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse type of thing. Yeah, that was a good move. And then it's, as Disney Junior gets lots of new characters frequently, so now having a vampire show up in the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse isn't quite as weird either. That it's probably right. means nothing to you, does it, Joe? I was going to say, that's uh, Vampirino. No, we did watch that a little bit. That's Derek's wheelhouse. <laughs> I need some Muppet Babies on there. That's what my kids are into right now. I wonder what the legalities of a Muppet meet and greet are. I mean, they own it. Holy, you'd think that just get the Muppet Babies, get them meeting, right? Let's see that at Hollywood Studios, too. Someday. We can all hope. But not on the cruise right now. But I am excited to see those Disney Junior updates. I know I'm one of the few out of this group because I still have the littles. Yeah, no, I think, I mean, it's, it's a nice, it's an open space. I, the other space was kind of open, too. So it seemed like they just changed, they changed the carpet. They changed some stuff on the wall over. Let's see. The Cove um, Cafe, was that another spot that got a big update? Yeah, we, we, we went and checked out the Cove Cafe. It seems like they've opened it up more. It's a little bit more uh, light and airy as opposed to dark like it was before. Mm-hmm. They changed the um, self-serve pastries, if, if that's something you uh, that enjoyed. That is important, yeah. They, n- now, they, they will serve them out to you, so it's a little bit more obvious uh, how many you're taking. Yeah, it's rough. So when I get, like, five, but they're really for my kids, and I'm you taking- just- just tell care. them, just tell no them, shame. get them for the party, and they're outside, and and it'll yeah. all be good. Sound like uh, where you just get it yourself. It's great. Yeah, there's no shame in that. Um, they added a jewelry store. Uh, it seems like they cut uh, some of the space out of what was shutters and added the crown jewelry in case you feel like and you so buy. So, did expensive. you get your wife? Um, I got her a cruise. Was, and yeah, a cruise is a trip, <laughs> a trip to Walt Disney World. Wonderful. Um, and, and did you and you booked another cruise while you're there? That's better than jewelry. You know, the best thing about booking my cruise when I was on board, uh, uh, I actually booked a placeholder, and I went back the next day. I just filled out the form and I put it in the box because the the person was there. I went back the next day and I asked him if he had processed it, and he said no, that he processed them after the cruise. And I said, well, my travel agent uh, uh, Michelle McKnight is waiting for that uh, onboard booking to come through. And when we got off the cruise, uh, I had an email from Michelle that said I'd saved $1,000 on my next cruise. So that is the best email I have gotten in a long time. Oh, yeah, because she applied it to your Mediterranean, correct? Right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, ne- I never get those emails from Michelle. Shoot, it's always like, I'm you owe $1,000. <laughs> that was the you best gotta, email ever. You got to book a little bigger, Derek, to, to save... Save that much. Just going to throw that out there. Um, I remember she was uh, a little, you know, she couldn't talk to you, right? Because you're on board a little disconnected, right? You didn't uh, do the data and everything. And so she's like, well, I'm going to apply this even without. So she went ahead and did it, hoping that's what you intended. But she figured it was. Saving me money is never a bad idea. Um. So let's see, a couple of the small updates that, that we noticed. Uh, they covered the signals bar in the adult area, made it more of an outdoor-type lounge, mm-hmm. uh, which is nice so you didn't have to sit in the sun if you wanted to enjoy some drinks. They added the hand-washing stations outside Cabana, similar to the ones that were on the Wonder. They updated the video system in the room, so uh, they're on-demand movies now. Yeah. 
you can see the uh, you can actually see your I account? guess they call, they call it your your portfolio. Yeah, your account. Yeah, your how, how much money you've spent before? You might not mm -hmm. want to look at it until you know later. But um, you open uh, that wrap right, right before like when like when Michelle said we're gonna do a little shopping after the show. I just open that up, put it on the screen. <laughs> Maybe it will deter. Yeah. No, we didn't actually do too bad on this cruise. We didn't um, we didn't book any excursions, so uh, we kept it kind of light. And that's most of the changes that we noticed. Where where did you go show. on the cruise? What uh, it was Bohemian, but where did you stop? I'm guessing Castaway, Nassau, where else? Anywhere else? So the, the first night, uh, the first stop on the cruise was Key West, and we had been there once previously. So we really like Key West. It's a great place to just walk around. Uh, we went to the Ernest Hemingway house to see the six toed cats. Mm -hmm. uh, and then kind of just strolled around a little bit. Uh, the next stop was Nassau and we actually got off the ship in Nassau, checked out the straw market. I hadn't seen it before. I've Never? done that now. I, no. In all That's a bucket done, list item in life. Joe, how have you not done that? Uh, that was the first time I've gotten off the ship in Nassau. Wow. Yep. So we did that. And then uh, the next day was Castaway Key, and the last day was a day at sea, which was nice because usually your Castaway Key day is your last day on the cruise, and so you get back on and you're kind of sad because you're you know your cruise is over. But we had another day at sea, so it was nice. Sounds cool. like a great cruise. Well, now it's over. It is now. So, it, now it is over. Now he's planning most his people, Mediterranean cruise. Yeah, but when most cruises in, people head home. Not but, Joe. Not Joe. Decided to take a little trip to Walt Disney World, and where did you stay? So uh, we headed off the ship, got the rental car, and headed up to the Dolphin. This was our first—actually, uh, I take that back. Our second time staying at the Dolphin. We'd stayed there on New Year's Eve a couple months ago, uh, mainly for proximity to the Epcot fireworks. Uh, but this time we had five nights uh, at the Dolphin. And for you guys who don't know, this one in Dolphin is literally— almost touching Epcot in the studios right there. So those are two places you want to go. It's a great place to stay. Yeah, so what were some of the pros and cons of the old Dolphin? The 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 main pro for us for the Dolphin was its proximity. It was it was uh, an easy walk to Epcot. The walk to Hollywood Studios was a little bit longer. Nancy uh, I tricked Derek into that once. Yeah, it's, it was a terrible idea. Yeah, no, Nancy, it was a great idea, Derek. Nancy did it once, and um, uh, we took the boat over to uh, Hollywood boat Studios. Every time. Yep. Uh, we wow. mainly walked to, uh, walked back and forth to Epcot. That didn't seem like it was such a daunting task. And sometimes we'd go to one park, come back around two, hang out for a little bit, and then go over to Epcot for the evening mm -hmm. because it was so close. And that was uh, that was a major benefit to staying at the Dolphin. Yeah, it's right there by Beach Club, Yacht Club, and Boardwalk, right there on the lake. It's super convenient. And that whole area is really nice. If you've never stayed in that area, it's one of my favorite spots to be, that's for sure. So what kind of rooms, what kind of resort would you consider the Swan and Dolphin? Because it's not technically a Disney resort. I think you would consider it a deluxe resort. The only thing that, uh, and this was one of the negatives to me, was that the rooms had double beds. And if you're a family of four, or uh, for you guys, more, um, double beds don't work well because our kids are, they turn sideways in the bed. They flop themselves on top of you. They did this when even when they were little. Uh, it's double How'd they beds. they grow out of it by that age? <sighs> oh, yeah, yeah, no. 
No. I, and, and they're also old enough where they don't want to sleep in the same bed with each other uh, oh. because they complain about each other. So they just make our lives miserable when we're trying to sleep. So that was the, the yeah, yeah. Well, you, you have uh, access to nitrous oxide, do you not? <laughs> it would not make them sleep real well. No, it'd be a wrong, wrong mixture. I'll pass on that. <laughs> the, the, the other, um, if, if you can call it a negative, the, the bus line for the dolphin did not move very fast um, to the point where we kind of gave up on it a couple times. Now, we could have easily walked over to one of the Disney resorts and caught the buses to go to the Magic Kingdom or to uh, Animal Kingdom. But we had our car in the lot, so we would just go and get in the car and drive over to those two parks. But for Hollywood Studios and Epcot, it was a great location to just hop over there. Uh, we also got the 60-day Fast Pass uh, window. Even though it's not a Disney resort, they have that. And that was another uh, good benefit of it. So that's a good segue into the parks, Joe. Excellent segue. How many rope drops did you get out of your post-cruise? I, I realize that this is going to break all your hearts, but no. we did not. I, I think we rope, dropped, in. we rope dropped one park. Uh, per two, day. Two. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, we, we That's the correct dropped, answer. Uh, yeah, we rope dropped um, Animal Kingdom one day, and we rope dropped Hollywood Studios another day. And the rest of the days, we took our sweet time. We had fast passes set up at the times we wanted. Um, it was fairly crowded. And we had just gotten back from a two-week trip at Christmas. So we had done a lot of the stuff that we wanted to do. So we really just took our time um, and, you know, walked around the parks and enjoyed it. We weren't trying to get in as many rides as possible. Smelling roses, I suppose, is what they say. Yes. I don't know what that's like. Michelle doesn't allow that when we go. Yeah, we're, we're there. It's Rope Drop Radio. Yep. So did so. you rope dropping Animal Kingdom? I'm assuming you rope drop Pandora. We actually did not have to rope drop Pandora. We had um, we had fly, uh, fast passes for flights of passage for both the days that we were planning on doing Animal Kingdom. So we rope dropped. Um, we did uh, Dinosaur Expedition Everest and hit some of the other stuff before we went over to flights of passage. And we did a half day at Animal Kingdom each day and got in a lot of the stuff that we wanted to get in. And then we headed back over to Epcot for Flower and Garden. Excellent. Good strategy. And did you notice with it being spring break, the crowd levels were a little higher? I think for the week uh, before Easter, it wasn't as bad as the week after Easter. Mm. I did notice that um, I think Stitch was back up and operating. I saw a lot. No. I saw a line no. board, I it's thought. like zombie stitch at this point. Ugh. I, I heard I, rumors I there tearing it down for parts. Just I, need to, stitch. I need to look and see if I have that picture. I took a picture of someone holding the stitch line starts here just for you guys. Mm. That might have been um, for the meet and greet. Yeah. It, it Let's been. say it's for a meet and greet. It's just for a meet and greet, Joe. Quit trying to spread scary, scary rumors. There were um <sighs> the actually think the lines were horrible uh for spring break uh nothing like what they were the week after christmas i think mm. the you know the week after easter might have been worse but um we didn't wait in any uh in any lines that were very long we had a lot of success with using our first three fast passes and then just pulling new ones oh um, well that's a good there. sign yeah so we could pull you know they may not have been the best ones but we'd you know, we would buzz in for one of our fast passes and then just start looking on the app and pull the next one. And by the time we got off the ride, we could go to the next one. The man knows sure. his stuff. Yep. Yeah. And so crowd wise, definitely under Christmas where you get 
maybe four fast passes a day and like your fourth or fifth one's way later in the day things same thing with thanksgiving you're not getting five six seven fast passes on those days yeah we were able to usually get five or six a day and they were usually for good stuff um no, that's that, a small world. Uh, I would have been happy to get that. I oh, think we did okay. pull that at one point. We got, uh, I know we got a haunted mansion for later in the day. We left Animal Kingdom and we got Soren over at Epcot. So, nice. so we walked over one. to Soren. Yeah, that was a good one. We did not get on the Rivi, the Navi River journey. The last time we were on it at Christmas, the shaman died. Oh, um, you're not missing out. Just, just, just laying there again. slumped over, and it was, it was, it was heartbreaking. They should have given you a here's a fast pass for anything else after getting off that without the shaman. They we sh- we showed the uh, the cast member the picture of the shaman slumped over and and uh, in between her fits of laughter she she asked us if we wanted to ride it again and I told her no that was okay we had seen it before. Good call. <laughs> it is not one uh, you need to rope drop that's for sure. But this time of year it is the highlight of course is Flower and Garden over at Epcot and since you're staying over. In that area, tell us how that was for the 2018 season. I actually like the Flower and Garden Festival better than um, the Food and Wine Festival. They have about uh, approximately the same number of booths, maybe maybe a few less. But once you've seen 20 booths, another 10 isn't gonna isn't gonna push yeah. you over the edge. And they have all, all the topiaries up, and it's it's got really nice decorations, and uh, you know it's just nice to walk around during Flower and Garden. Well, the, during Flower and Garden, the decoration is topiaries that they manicure and manage and make really nice. During uh, Food and Wine, the decoration is drunk college kids. So it's, yeah, the scenery is better. We've only had problems at Food and Wine on the on Friday and Saturday weekends, nights. Primarily. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, it gets um, crazy on the weekends. And and we went to Epcot on the weekend. Um this time and we didn't we didn't see this uh, nearly the same amount of um enthusiasm for drinking that we saw uh when we were there for food and wine it's funny so if it, was, they it, was named a, it was definitely a better experience if they put alcohol somewhere in the title of flower and garden i think you'd see that on friday and saturday it's just that title's not there so nobody comes for that well speaking of alcohol and food did you get to try any of the unique booths while you were there we did, but but off the top of my head, I don't know which uh, I don't know uh, which one stood out. We tried. Um, they had one that was, I think it was a a bee themed one. So uh, we tried some stuff from there. EpiPens for some people, that sort of stuff. Any other unique dining in Epcot that you got to try, or did you just primarily stick with uh, the food and wine area? Uh, we did uh, Tutto Italia. Uh, one night in Italy for dinner. Um, we did Chefs de France. We had done that at, at Christmas and really enjoyed it, so we went back to it again. How's that and, compare to the uh, French? What would you have had on the Magic uh, Lumieres? No. Uh, yes. The, yeah, Lumieres. Yes. Yeah, Lumieres. Lumieres. How does it compare food-wise to Lumieres since you had them kind of same week? Uh, we had the French onion soup at both, and it's much better at Chefs de France. Okay. Um, I don't I'm gonna know that guess we had... it's more authentic in Epcot. Yeah, it's definitely more authentic. They weren't quite serving it, you know, um, a to thousand a thousand at a time. They, yeah, they weren't serving it to you know a dining room with with what four four hundred people. Yeah, four hundred yeah. people in it. Um, 
Uh, so that was a really good experience. We had a we had a great waiter. Um, we actually could we watched um, Illuminations. We had a we had a window seat, so we got to watch Illuminations from there. Nice. Um, we also went to. This is this is something that we tried to do. Uh, I could not get be our guest at Magic Kingdom, and so what we ended up doing was we ended up booking two tables for two, five minutes apart. Mm. And I thought, this will be great. We'll go in and we'll either separate or they'll just put us together because we're there so close together. And about halfway through the Magic Kingdom day, uh, Nancy and our older daughter decided they didn't want to go to be our guest. They wanted to go somewhere else. So they changed their reservation and went over to Skipper's Canteen. And my younger daughter and I went to be our guest. So mm. someone lucked into a table of two at be our guest that night. Uh, but that was that was uh, also a good dinner. We we've been there before as well. I know that they're changing the menu to a, a fixed price menu coming up. Um, yeah, let's see. that'll be that'll be interesting to see how that changes. It will be available. I'm gonna say that it'll be very available because it's gonna be two credits. And what happened with Lacellier when that went to two credits? All of a sudden, it was available. Oh, that's what's gonna happen. Let's see. We also took in uh, California Grill on our last night um, that we were there. That's uh, usually what we try to grab. And we booked Sanaa about three hours before our flight. So we headed to Sanaa, like got the first dinner seating, told the waitress, bring us our food as fast as you can and bring us the check as soon as you can. We're going to eat and we're going to be out of here because we really wanted to have the bread service before we left uh, from our spring break Good trip. Call. Yep. The bread service is uh, one of our favorite items at Disney. That's the best way to finish up a trip, getting one more dining experience before you go home. Nice yeah. and full on the airplane. Um, back to the California Grill, you did a time lapse while you were sitting there eating that you posted online, right? Yeah, we had done that one. That? Yeah, we've done that once before. We we got a, a a window seat, so we just set your phone up in the window, try to hide the glare from the lights that are going to come on, which kind of worked, and uh, just let it run while we're sitting there for like I think we were sitting there for like two hours, and we managed to catch the tail end of the fireworks. Yeah, uh, probably not the best thing to get with the time lapse because they represent about you know two or three seconds of the time lapse, but it was kind of interesting. Yeah, it was it was pretty neat. So you'll have to share that with our listeners. I thought it was cool. Um, back when you did that, when I was, you know, following along or stalking you while on vacation. Living vicariously. Oh, that's oh, a much nicer yes. way to put it. Always lots of pictures. So you were there over Easter. Any Easter things that you partaked in? Uh, we decided to go to the Magic Kingdom on Easter Day. If I remember right, we did get there earlier for that one, not quite at Rope Drop, um, the only thing that we really did for uh, Easter per se was that we uh, caught the Easter parade. We lined up in one of our favorite spots over in Frontierland and got there early to get a spot. Uh, watched the Easter parade go through. Got some good pictures of that. That was that was a great uh, parade. We had never seen that before. Uh, we noticed a lot of the uh, resorts had Easter decorations up. Uh, Nancy swung through the Grand Floridian. They had Easter decorations. Uh, when we went to um, the Contemporary, they also had um, mainly eggs and things like yeah, that. Yeah, they like do the larger, eggs everywhere. Yeah, larger eggs um, uh, decorating the Contemporary. So we got to take those in as well. Cool. 
we uh i was there in kindergarten on easter and i remember doing an egg hunt at one of the golf courses we stayed at the golf resort which is now shades of green and uh yeah i got to hunt eggs that were hidden on a green it's not very difficult to find the eggs when they're on the a pga green and then you got moms in high heels walking around it. I can imagine there's a greenskeeper somewhere that was losing their mind. Well, it's, it was a lot nicer than the Easter that we had this year where we had snow, well, that nice I mean, just, Midwest winter storm. I just, I didn't even paint the eggs. eggs. I just let the kids uh, hunt for white eggs in the snow. It was great. We'll yeah, be finding them was, for months. No wonder I was living vicariously through Joe so much that week because it was lousy here in the Midwest. So, um, you had a car. Did you do any off-property things? We headed out. Uh, we, we did the Hollywood Studios one morning, and then we decided we would head up to the character warehouse in the outlets off of, I think it's International Drive. Um, that was an adventure because they've changed the parking over, so uh, a large amount of it has changed over to valet or paid parking. And, and They want in, your money the- somehow. In an, in an effort to make the character warehouse actually pay off for us, we, we decided that we weren't going to pay for parking, and we uh, stalked the parking lot and found a spot eventually. Uh, we were able to go in. Um, yeah, it does defeat the savings, doesn't it? <laughs> you know, if you pay $10 for parking and you, you get a $3 pin, you might as well have bought a $13 pin in the park. Yeah. How was the character warehouse? Uh, they had a good number of things there that were that were interesting. I don't think that we departed with anything except for the pin that I ended up sending to you. Um, <laughs> Which my son was very excited and didn't realize that a Seattle Sounders Mickey Mouse pin existed. So he was he was in seventh heaven there. They use they usually have a fairly decent number of pins. They had a lot of um, cruise uh, shirts so if you've been to alaska in 2016 or 2017 and you didn't pick up that shirt on the cruise by by all means they've they've got them there for you um i better hit that up you should hit it up there's there's anything that was on that boat that didn't sell ended up in that character warehouse uh so they have they have a lot of stuff there we just like to go and look we actually picked up a couple things when we went at christmas um, some Disney Cruise t-shirts that were uh, not necessarily uh, tied to a particular year. The, the girls picked up. They liked those. Uh, my younger daughter got a, someone described who the designer is, some sort of a lunchbox there from a nice designer that was pretty cheap. Um, so usually, you, sometimes you can find stuff there. It just depends. You having an annual pass makes it really easy that you can come in and out of the parks, experience all the dining. I know it's a lot different for a lot of our listeners who might just go for a once-in-a-lifetime type trip. Uh, so that is one of the reasons why you were able to bounce around the park so much. Are you going to continue with the annual pass every year? Usually what we do is we get the annual pass for a year, and then we don't get it for a year or two and, and do some other locations or do some cruises. Um, we're coming up on the time frame. We're going to have to start looking at colleges. So we're going to be rope dropping different colleges across the, the East coast. So I think wow. we're going to East, just the East coast. Open, open up your mind to uh, no, a whole I, great big world. You can fly right over. My, my yes. older one has said that um, she wants to go to college someplace warm. And I'm, oh, well, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm thinking it's snowing and Easter, so we're, we're out of luck. I think yeah. we're out. Uh, we are going to make a trip to Gainesville uh, to check out the University of Florida during our next trip um, in June. So that's warm. 
swampy. Yeah. And and conveniently located next to our it favorite is. parks. It is. It is. Yeah, how much studying also... are you actually going to get done? Got to think about that, Dad. That would be Central Florida. Still. Gainesville's I... still a little bit of a drive. You can study on the way. Oh, good point. If you're a friend drive, you study. You know, Central Florida, ooh, you know. I, yeah, UCF or uh, what else is in Orlando? There's a couple other schools in Orlando. Yeah, those may not work so well. Mm, yeah, it's dangerous. Very dangerous, so. All right. Well, right. sounds like you had an amazing trip. Is there anything else you want to add that you did or experienced that was unique to this one? I think we pretty much knocked out most of the stuff. Uh, like I said, we got to see the Rapunzel's restaurant. That was great. Uh, we did go to the Snuggly Duckling takeover of O'Gill's. Play some uh, Thuggo? We did play Thuggo. We were not winners, though, unfortunately. Oh. We had an outstanding uh, decorated door. I think that we uh, shamed a lot of people on the on our on our uh, you corridor. You had lights. It was. I mean, that was lights. going up a notch. That made yeah. Doug's uh, porgs look like nothing. I, I, I will. Porgs. I will say that those lights were from our Christmas cruise, and when I first put them up, the kids were horrified <laughs> that we had lights up on the door, and they thought that we went a bit overboard. And by the end of the cruise. All their friends from the clubs were like, I know where your room is. I saw the lights. And uh, I was instructed to bring them for this cruise and every other cruise that follows. My favorite decoration on your door was, of course, the rope drop radio sign. So thank you for that. There you go. Yes. When you send decorations, they go on the door for the most part. Just keep saying That's... porgs, Doug. Everyone. Porgs. Yep. Just random. Lots one of or porgs. two random porgs in every, every packet. I, you know, yeah. So... For those of you that haven't heard this before, if you book a cruise with Michelle, I make some door decorations for you. It's, uh, yes, handmade by me. And you may get a porg. You may not. You may have a say in what you get. You may. Not. Joe got some random stuff he had to put on his door. It's a little frightening. I don't remember them being, but so random. No, not really. Th- and then Just they were trying all... to scare people. I had to fill in the um, the blank spaces for our our uh, our magnets with the ones that you had sent. <laughs> yeah, you you got a few extras. You got a yeah. few. Extras. That's what happens when you book multiple trips, and you're on this yeah, well, show. We we hook you up. Usually, we take a picture uh, from each cruise that we've done, and we print it out on the uh, magnetic um, printer sheets. Send it through the printer, and for most of the time, those go on the they go on the door and they stick well. And, and we've done a number of cruises, so so we can fill up a good amount of it. But for some reason, when I did the ones from our our last cruise, uh, they did not want to stick on the door, so those kept falling off. That was bad, but all the rest Should, of them held strong. Mm. As long as the rope drop radio magnet held strong, yep. Someday we'll we'll get you to put a Husker logo up there too. Maybe I know it's no Vatech. On your door, you're you're a Vatech fan. No no love for the alma mater. We used to put uh, we had a whiteboard that we had outside that had it on there. But usually oh, I have okay. my Virginia Tech hat, and uh, no, I haven't printed those out. Where where would I put them at this point? Well, yeah, that's true. Priorities, priorities. Plus, plus my wife, um, she's from the Syracuse area, so and she's got a master's degree from Syracuse. So there's a whole you know uh, ACC thing going on there. Ah, yeah. She you put the, yours up, you got to put hers up. Yeah, and then, you know, between between undergrad and master's degrees, we'd, we'd fill the door on that one, too, so it's tough. Okay, we'll let it slide. Yeah, unless until your daughter goes to Nebraska, and then you'll have to put one up. 
This is go. a great school, Doug and I's alma mater. We're going to start recruiting. Yes, start I like it. It's stuff. warm, you know, few months out of the year. You know, if, usually it, 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 when the scholarship offers start rolling in from Nebraska, I'm sure that she'll um, give it all the consideration that it deserves at this point. Okay, we'll be on large, the lookout. Large stacks of money. Large yep, stacks uh, of money. Yes, because with scholarships, I mean, you, of course, want to keep going to Disney and not paying for college, so... Like, honey, you just wherever you get that full ride, that's where you're going. You know how many cruises that could pay for? Uh, yeah. That's yep. why I, I kind of have said that to my kids at a young age to, like, start studying now so we can keep traveling, guys. All your kids are going to be pro soccer players anyway. I don't. I don't see that happening. But maybe in case they're listening. That's right, Alden. Sure you can. <laughs> So, and also, Joe, as we close out the show, who helped you with all your booking on this trip? Uh, this, was the, this was the first cruise we booked with Michelle McKnight, and she took care of everything, did a great job. Uh, while we were on the cruise, she saved me money on my next cruise. It was a great experience. And if you would like a cruise or any Disney trip booked by Michelle, her email is in the show notes. Definitely, you can get a free quote and you'll be amazed sometimes on how much money she can save you. I know we are going in September, so I'm really looking forward to that. We weren't even planning it until we kind of found out some of the prices. So never hurts to ask. So go in those show notes, click on her email, and try to find a good price and resort or trip for you. And, of course, follow us on social media. And please follow Joe on social media. Mm-hmm. Joe, how do we find you? Uh, you can find us on the website at backtothemouse.com. And we're also on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, same same back to the mouse.com yep and i love your website because it always gives uh gives kind of the price overview of cruises follow back to the mouse on social media follow robe drop radio on social media that is all the time that we have left so thank you joe for coming back on the show and of course we'll have you i'm sure a few months down the road because we love talking to you interacting with you so thank you for being a part of it uh thank you for having us back on here Awesome. And for Doug McKnight, I'm Derek Sassman. You've been listening to Rope Drop Radio.